Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to Manifestation Therapy, your trusted source for wisdom on the universal principles and the transformative magic integrating manifestation with the people that you support. I'm your host, Judy, and I'm thrilled to embark on this enlightening journey with you. In every episode, we'll unravel the timeless secrets of the universe, explore the art of conscious creation, and dive deep into Manifestation Therapy's incredible potential. Whether you're a seasoned practitioner or just starting your quest for a more abundant and fulfilling life for yourself and your clients, this podcast will support your growth, inspiration, and empowerment. So let's ignite the power within, align our thoughts with the energy we desire, and be our best potential. Welcome to Manifestation Therapy's podcast. Hello, and welcome to Manifestation Therapy, the podcast that bridges the realms of self-discovery and universal laws. Today is all about the big one. The Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Judy, and I'm delighted to have you join us. Each week, I've been looking at different universal principles, as well as a few sidetracks on the therapeutic processes. Today is a focus on how the intentional use of the Law of Attraction can become a catalyst for positive changes in your life and in the therapeutic process in general. Even more today, I'm going to open up a little bit about how I discovered the universal principles like the law of attraction and how it reshaped my life from setting clear intentions to embracing mindfulness and cultivating a positive mindset. I'm going to explore practical strategies that individuals can incorporate into their lives and coaches or therapists can focus on in sessions. Welcome to a space where your thoughts become the architects of your healing. So I guess the first step in understanding is how much I have overcome in my life. And to do that, I'm going to explain a bit about trauma. So many people, when they think of trauma, they think of the symptoms, which are often referred to as PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, or trauma responses that are known such as fight, flight, freeze. And there's one called fawning, which a lot of people are not familiar with yet, but it's a new one, and it's all about people-pleasing. The trauma diagnoses include PTSD, but that's not the only diagnosis. There's actually a variety of different trauma diagnoses, some that aren't yet uh, recognized by the DSM, but the DSM is not the be-all, end-all. So anyone who has layers of various forms of trauma They kind of understand that it's not just relatable to one simple instance of trauma, but a deeply felt trauma response in mental health created from layers upon layers of trauma, as well as often intergenerational trauma. So from the lives of great-grandparents to grandparents and my own parents, the survival through the years, their financial struggles, the wartime, health challenges, major losses, risks to their life, um, and abuse in every form, and so much more. My parents came together through chaos and love and were destined to pass something down to my brother and I from their own experiences. My extended family has been riddled with health problems, mental health, substance use, and other forms of addiction, including workaholism, (laughs) abuse, ADHD, and more. In my own family, my brother was premature, which it seemed to get forgotten the impact of that, but having a preemie, a micro preemie, I completely understand um, the attachment issues and everything else that might have been um, part of a struggle for him in his life. 
but I'm not going to talk too much about that. Just that it was an impact. I was an unhealthy kid. Um, I think I lived off sugar. My mother was a passive parent who struggled with discipline. I am not saying that to put anything against her, but um, she gave us more than I think we really needed. Uh, I was sexually abused. I lost my father when I was very young. We moved a few too many times, and including away from our blended, enmeshed family, my cousins who are my brothers, um, my father's side of the family that were our stability. And my mother struggled with grief. And eventually I had a stepfather who had his own mental health problems to the point where he passed on mental and physical abuse to myself and his own children. My trauma story didn't end with my family because I made sure to continue it through my own poor coping strategies in the environs that I put myself in and the high risks that I took. I had other sexual assaults, I had loss, I had high-risk situations that I continued to put myself through, through my youth, my teenage years, into my 20s, and beyond. I think at times I was almost hooked on the adrenaline rush that I would get in these high-risk situations, um, and that I could have in dangerous situations. It was as much I found joy in... Um, using substances, but I also found joy in the high-risk situations, the adrenaline rush, um, also probably undiagnosed ADHD. However, I never lost sight of manifesting. I just didn't know what it was. So in my teenage years, in my youth, uh, when I was far from family that I felt connected to, I created my own. I found friendships that were family. And although there's distance between me and those friends today, I still think of them as family. I refused to find lack when I was alone and struggling without the family that I had grown up with. Instead, I found family where I could. I also refused to believe that this small northern town where my mother put me for high school would be the end all. It was not where I was going to remain. Instead, I focused on where I wanted to be. And despite having grades, even my teachers said would not get me anywhere, or the lack of motivation my mother said would not support my goals, I made it to university. I didn't stay in university, but I made it. The party scene was too fun in combination with my freedom. I focused on what I wanted to do, and what I wanted to do from the time I was very young was help people. Instead of bringing home stray dogs, I was bringing home stray people even in my teenage years. I traveled, I lived, I learned, and I made some pretty amazing connections along the way. I never experienced lack in having food, shelter, or fun. No matter where I went, even if I had nothing but the clothes that I was wearing, I seemed to find connection. I found food, I found drink, I found warmth, I found a place to stay, and I found opportunities. I was manifesting and attracting exactly what I felt I had, desired, and wanted. There was, of course, a lot more layers of trauma that happened in there, and the disconnection of feeling like I wasn't worthy for a deeper felt connection continued throughout those years. I didn't love myself. I was told I wouldn't have any children of my own, but I found one to love who needed me as much as I needed her and I focused on raising her well around me, I began to lose the people that I really counted on. So it was after about losing 
I think about eight people in about a year and a half that I found myself completely isolating. I didn't want to focus on reality and I had gone from one job layoff to the next. I was working in high tech at the time. It was around that time that the movie and the book, The Secret, first came out. So Rhonda Bryan, she must have some of the most amazing energy for all the gratitude that has been sent her way since those days. This short, simple, amazing book on the wonders and the laws of attraction changed my life. From there, I started reading and experiencing an increase in energy instead of lack. So the next one I read was Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, um, and I think A New Earth amazing books but I didn't really connect completely with his lack of emotion I wanted emotion I wanted that higher vibe I also read Louise Hayes you can heal your life and I started to find affirmations for myself I began to focus on healing health and happiness I wanted the high vibe and I found it I also found opportunities and more opportunity began to flow to me I celebrated my layoff and focused on the education that I wanted. I wanted to help people. I returned to that uh, goal. I created a vision board and I began schooling towards a career in social work. However, <laughs> with my undiagnosed ADHD comes the lack of ability to do paperwork properly and I was taking the wrong courses and it led me to a different degree than I wanted, but it was a degree in social developmental studies and it was learning about lifespan development and it was perfect. It happened for a reason because that has given me so much teaching that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Later on, I completed the social work degree and a master's degree in social work. I had all of my education, um, one right after the other, and they have all led me to where I am today. I first took a college course after being laid off that was completely covered by a government program in the same field. The teacher that was there directed me towards working in the addiction and trauma focused field, which I didn't want to be in, but that's where I am today. Um, and she also directed me towards some workshops in satire psychology and a therapist who was there who became my therapist. Um, and I focused on moving on, and I literally moved. I learned to manifest small things through the law of attraction first, like a meal, a book, a butterfly. And gradually I moved on to bigger things, a car, a home, a job, free education. I focused on the gratitude that I had during that time and for the healthy relationships. I released relationships that were a struggle for me or people that didn't really treat me with the respect that I knew I deserved and that helped me find respect for myself I focused on learning about myself and found love for myself I focused on health and I actually became healthier than I even thought was possible I found understanding for my family compassion for their own struggles and a deeper understanding for how their complexities had affected me through that I found forgiveness even if I detached from people, I could forgive them. I found forgiveness for myself, and I found so much gratitude that I felt some days I would actually burst from it. It was pretty amazing those days. The law of attraction, it was like a high that I found, um, and I went with it. 
So it's actually in whatever we experience. Whatever we attract to ourselves is the law of attraction. It doesn't end just because we don't know about it or just because we don't believe in it. Whatever we know, we know more of. In those earlier days of my youth, I didn't know of lack. My mother had always provided for us, and so there was no lack of stuff in my world. I was always taken care of with food, shelter, warmth, and material desires in my childhood, and I continued to always be taken care of with that, even when there was struggles that most people would say, how did you even survive? My lack in life wasn't about that. My lack in life was about love for myself and a deeper connection with an, a partner and the belief that I could actually provide that connection for myself to another. So it took a lot of work in therapy and in finding love and compassion for myself and forgiveness for and forgiveness for others before I actually found that deeper connection. I remember looking in a mirror at one point and using the affirmation, I love myself and I asked the universe to send me another to love. I asked the universe and I focused on health. I found opportunities for peace, mindfulness, and health in the form of new supplements that would help me heal from insulin resistance, polycystic ovary syndrome, and hormonal imbalances that I'd had my whole life. I released the hope that I would have children of my own, and I focused on loving myself enough that I deserved to have a body that was in balance. It became about myself rather than, you know, I wanted to have a family. I accepted myself even if that meant I wouldn't. And I even was looking into the possibility of adoption. So through this act of forgiveness of myself and acceptance, I released all this toxicity that I had held on towards an ex-partner. It led me to actually go through this forgiveness ritual called Ho'oponopono. I suggest you recommend it to your clients. I suggest that you do it yourself. Um, and it wasn't long after that that I discovered I was pregnant. <laughs> I think it took about six tests because I just did not believe at first that it could even be possible. I was told that I couldn't. I was 37 when I found out. And sh shortly after turning 38, I actually found myself in a hospital bed. I remember being wheeled into the particular room and seeing the number on the door and thinking, I'm not alone. My brother's here with me. Anyway, well, I spent 11 days in that hospital bed. I meditated, I talked to my daughter, and I was so determined that she would not be born so early. I was only 22 weeks when I was admitted. Um, she, however, knew uh, when timing was right, and she actually came at 24 weeks. So she weighed a pound and a half when she was born, and she was born in my bedpan because my call button was broken. The doctors did come. I think I was screaming loud enough to have the entire hospital come. And they rushed her away, and then they pushed me into another room, ripped out my placenta. My whole world was chaos. It was horrifying. And for 110 days after that, I drove every day to sit at her side. I think I might have taken four days off. Anyway, I was unable to even touch her or hold her until 15 days had passed, and then I was determined, and I sat at her bedside until they would allow me to hold her when they changed her bedding. Her head was the size of a light bulb, and it fit in my hand. So my daughter was on oxygen for 99 days, and she was intubated for 47 of those days. She struggled with staph infection, pneumonia, 
She had six blood transfusions, and doctors regularly gave us statistics that she was going to be able, unable to breathe on her own, walk on her own, talk, or even have any kind of high-quality life. But I had a secret. I knew about the law of attraction, and I wrote energy healers. I requested Reiki from those I knew that could do it. I asked for prayers, for energy, for love to find us, and so many people responded. When I sat beside her, I wouldn't focus on the horrors of what was happening. I wouldn't focus on the horrible statistics that the doctors kept telling me. Instead, I focused on holding her in the rocking chair I had at home. I still have it. I focused on a quiet night where I would be singing to her, even though I can't sing, and how I would see her smile. I focused on pushing a bicycle and hearing a little giggle. I focused on seeing a little girl running and chasing after her. So how could the universe do anything but deliver this to me when I was already there? I already knew these things were going to happen. I was already grateful for my daughter. It's kind of perfect that the next week, my daughter turns 10. She came home by her due date and it was horrendous first year, but that's another story for another time. Through the law of attraction, she chose me as her mother and together we chose her health. Through gratitude and love, I found more to be grateful for and so much love. It has been an amazing 10 years and she is an amazing girl and she has none of those horrible statistics that the doctors told me about. In therapy, I have used the law of attraction with my clients to pinpoint how when they feel the experience of gratitude, of love, of joy, of hope in their bodies and they use affirmations to change their thoughts and have those mindset shifts, they actually experience more peace and opportunity. Sometimes it's also comparing these two situations where they feel lack or um, frustration and um, comparing those moments to what they get with the moments of where they feel better. In treatment centers, I have worked with individuals and groups struggling with substance use and mental health to build vision boards or have mindfulness moments. Um, we have participated in watching The Secret together in groups and choosing affirmations that bring individuals that feeling of self-love and hope. These days, I guide my clients to find podcasts, books, affirmations, or reflections in forgiveness that will support their goals in a way that encompasses the law of attraction. I support and guide my clients to find it themselves rather than forcing them to do it while they're with me in a session. In a session, we focus more on the moment and what they're feeling in their bodies. In manifestation therapy, through understanding of the energetic principle of the law of attraction, individuals find the connection between what they are thinking, feeling, and experiencing, and what they are doing, so what they are getting in opportunity, experience, and connection. The law of attraction has become one of the most well-known universal principles, but it is not the only one that is important in shifting and changing. It is the one, however, that has opened the door to so much more understanding in the therapeutic coaching and mindset shifting world. So I hope my story, or maybe it's my story with my daughters, um, is at least a tiny part of understanding for the impact of the law of attraction for you. 
I know that all I need to do when I have any kind of doubt or lower vibes occur is think of the best manifestations I have had to date, which is her and her little sister. But that's another story. So I hope you like and share. And don't forget to visit my website, www.manifestationtherapy.com and the Instagram, Manifestation Therapy. And be your best potential. Thanks for listening.